0: Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played is part of the On Podcast Media Network. And today, this is season six, episode six. And we have uh, a guest, a first-time well-played guest, and super excited to welcome Justin Owens to the show. And in this episode, we're going to be doing... We're going to drop these in, I think, from time to time, because there's just some stories we want to hear and share. So I'm going to call this an EMC2 in the Wild episode, in which we're going to learn a little bit about Justin's sort of experience with one of the resources. And uh, I can't wait. But before we get there... Justin, if you could kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit like what you teach, name, rank, all that stuff.
1: Okay, so I'm Justin Owens. I'm a seventh grade math teacher. Um, I did do a couple years, like two years of sixth grade before that, but for then on, I've been teaching seventh grade math. Um, I'm teaching, I live in the Charlotte area of North Carolina, um, teaching Rowan and um, loving every minute of it
0: loving every minute of it you know that i love that that's <laughs> that's that's like after my own heart i i love uh when teachers are sort of passionate about the craft right the 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 full experience uh because sometimes we can get laid down with you know district oh, policy yeah. or this or the scope right. and sequence that but if you you know never lose sight of the kids that are right in front of you and the the impact you're making on them uh and then i think it fills your heart with joy
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So one, give me a little like pre EMC two background. I mean we were talking a little bit before the show started and you were sort of saying that you've had some gamification experience, but uh didn't necessarily know it was called that, right? You sort of right, right. You sort of stumbled into it. But uh why don't you share share a bit of that story before we get into the resource?
1: Okay. So, um, when I s- decided, so before this, I was a computer scientist. I wrote code for, um, some big companies in Charlotte. Um, but that was a lot of math. And then I realized what I loved was being with the kids because I worked in my children's church. Um, and so I became a teacher. And when I became a teacher, I real I always knew that I wanted to do something different, mm-hmm. something unique, something engaging. And so I started off doing like, Interactive videos, like I would film myself doing different things, and then nice. I would interact. I would interact with myself in the class, and like hand myself stuff and different things like that. And they would just kind of be like, "What?" <laughs> it blows their uh, mind. Yeah. Um, um, and so that was kind of where I started out, and then as I was. Finishing up my first year, I stumbled upon Dave Burgess's book, Mm -hmm. and um, Teach Like a Pirate. And from there, I got exposed to everybody else's work. And I just went down the rabbit hole. You went. Yeah, it just went. And um, and so I I live in the Charlotte area, but I've had some interesting experiences with how gamification has been accepted as far as like from leadership and different things like that. And I won't lie to you. I've been asked to leave schools. I've been asked to stop. Yeah, um, um, and had frowns and different things. And so, the where I'm at right now has been amazing. Like they they wanted this. They wanted to see this. They wanted to sure. to be supportive of it. And that has been a wonderful experience for me. So that's fantastic. I love sort of the story of triumph there.
0: Uh, you know, we don't need to dwell on it, but schools that are challenged to see the possibility of doing something different. Uh, my heart breaks for them. Yeah. Uh, because truly it's in that difference that truly can excite students, can bring them back, uh, yeah. when everything is clinically the same. Yeah. Uh, what's where's the joy in that like yeah (laughs) i mean imagine if like you only had one restaurant to go to or one you know like (laughs) but i sometimes i think districts are trying to make every classroom kind of the same and every experience (laughs) the same and i get they're bent towards you know that makes it easier for students to transition from one grade to the next because like now your expectations are the same because your assessment language is the same i i get it but if you whitewash sort of everything out and make it just this clinical experience like that also can be like a nut house. That can be like a madman, <laughs> right? Like
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and so I'm glad that you're in a district that understands and appreciates that we teach a multitude of kids and we right. need to sort of tap in and inspire a multitude of kids. And to do that, we have to be given as teachers the full like color palette to to sort of paint with.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's um it's interesting to me that like they would they would be against it, but then turn around and complain that things aren't engaging. And it's, um, it's frustrating to me to have been in that position and not, and not know where to turn. Like that's what my whole schooling has been geared towards. Yeah. And so when you tell me to stop, I'm like, why, but why, why? (laughs) No, I mean, I hear
0: you. That can be a, that can be a definite challenge. Uh and I think it's funny. I mean, I go up against this in terms of trying to connect with districts to hopefully mm-hmm. connect with EMC2 and uh, you know, bring in teachers and buy like a district license or whatever like that. Right. Um but it's so funny to listen to these admins say like we we don't like the results we're getting, so we want so like we're looking to do something different and many of them have, like, agreed to, like, work with us, but the ones that don't, it's interesting when we ask them, like, you know, like, oh, like, that's, you know, too bad, but, you know, keep us in mind in the future. Curious, like, as you've been looking for solutions, what did you choose to go with? And they choose, like, the same solutions they've chose for years, but, like, they we started the whole conversation with, you don't like the results you're getting, yet, like, yeah, we're just going to, you know, we're going to hire the same sort of type things. You know, we're going to bring in yeah. another this this literacy coach or we're going to bring in like another like testing program and i'm yeah. sure once we get those diagnostic testings but i was like this is what you've been doing right it's, mad. You it's not working <laughs> you it's not working but okay good luck good luck good luck uh all right but now i'm curious so you okay. you got this uh you know this passion and yeah you you've you're you're definitely somebody that sounded like primed and ready to try different things, yeah. And mm-hmm. then uh, you you stumbled into EMC two, yes. And uh, well, one, what was that like when you first <laughs> busted open those doors? I'll I'll leave that as the first question.
1: Okay, so um, so I've been following uh, you and both John and John's work um before this, and so when y'all announced that y'all were doing a site that would have lots of resources, I was like, jackpot. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I use it yeah. all the time, literally. Yeah. And, and what's so, what I love so much about it is that there's so many different things. And I, sometimes I take it as it is. A lot of times I change it to fit me. And then a lot of times I take pieces from different things and build them together to what I want. Sure. And, um, and, I, and I love that flexibility and being able to work Um, with all the, it's, it's exciting to me because like the, it's kind of like the visuals are there and then I can add to that and add my content and we just jump in and go. So
0: yeah, we, we definitely aimed at making them all fully editable, right? (laughs) Uh, Have a cohesive like thought or idea on any particular resource. But then again, leave that space in place for you to connect to your content or use your language. If you call something different in your class and then, lastly i love hearing your story about you know changing things up too because ultimately like john and i like to think of any one resource everything on the site we like to call we're building a bunch of pedagogical legos like yeah click them together this way break it apart and click it together a different way Ooh, found yeah. a new lego piece you like click that in. like yeah. so many of them can work together like you yeah. said like pull these two resources and kind of Mm -hmm. you know, merge them together. And so hearing that story, like just made my heart like, yay, somebody gets it. It's it's digital Legos. I love it. Uh, All right. So, but then you had shared on Twitter Mm -hmm. kind of a story of using Sundown Showdown. And I am super excited to kind of break this down and get inside this with you. I'm going to warn everyone. So Sundown Showdown. So John and I try to have... Uh, what do I want to say? Like a breadth of different resources in terms of topic, but also in terms of I don't I don't, I don't want to shy away from the word difficulty. But you know, there are people on our site that are, have been gamifying for ten years right. and understand games and get games and actually want a little like they're able to handle more complexity because yes. their brains are just used to it, right? So they got that I can do the lesson plan, but they can keep in their head these items, these power ups, these rules. And run a class experience, and there are other people where it's like "Mm, you're getting started on that journey. Someday you might get there, and so Sundown Showdown for John and I was one that tilted more to the heavy side. And so when I saw you tweet that like you ran with us, I was like, "Oh, like that's I absolutely love Sundown Showdown." Mm -hmm. But again, I'm one of those people that that are in that brain space, right? Right, Right. I'm doing it a lot. Yeah. So I'm curious. All right, so your math teacher you chose yes. sundown showdown uh maybe you can describe a little bit of what just the overarching sundown showdown is and then we'll drill down to what you did specifically
1: okay so for me when i read over sundown showdown um it to me it presented itself like a game of survivor yeah and um that's that's kind of how i visualized it um the The visuals are kind of set up to be like you're a camper and you're competing against other campers or other teams of camps um, doing these different activities and you gain bonuses and then you can earn multipliers and all these different things that add extra points. And then you have these challenges. And one of the neat things is the, the timers on them don't actually show the time. It shows an animation of a sun, like peaking, going across the day. And then when it's the sun sets, their time is up. And so it doesn't say, Hey, this is 20 minutes. This is 10 minutes. It just moves. And they have to figure, they have to figure that out, you know, in their own brain space about how to organize, you know, how to uh, organize their time and and deal with that. Um, So that's all very exciting to me. Um, For me, like I, I added a couple of things like, Like in the timers, there are these moments where like a bell rings Mm -hmm. and you can do special events. And I have done that. I also like during towards the end of that time, I like to add in something where I bring in like a stand and I have like a little sheet over something. And I'll say, if you want to give up your highest multiplier, then you can have what's under the sheet. And then what's under the sheet?
0: I want to know, Justin. I yeah. want to know. Don't hold yeah, what's out. What's under the sheet?
1: We want to know. And so some of them won't go for it. And then I may have, like, if nobody goes for it, I may have to lower it down to like the number three multiplier or something. And somebody goes for it. Sometimes it might be a donut. Sometimes it might be, um, you know, extra 10 points towards the informal grade. Might be a homework pass. Might just be a piece of candy. It could be much of I love anything. It. I love it. And, and, um, it's a treasure and, chest.
0: We don't know. Yeah, it's just,
1: it's, yeah, right. You don't know until you reveal it. And um, sometimes you might be happy and sometimes you might not be happy. I <laughs> um, love it. But, um, but it's it's all just part of the fun. And and when I – also a part of this is, as you know, is the upgrades. Mm-hmm. And there's like four major upgrades, the saw, the rope, the hammer, um, and the torch. And so um, they have different powers, and when my kid when we did our first episode they were like okay this was okay and then when i gave them a chance to use their upgrades and somebody had chosen a torch and they were like oh yeah and so <laughs> what they what they didn't realize in the beginning is that they should hide their score sheets heavens and yes heavens up, yes <laughs> and um, and so one guy had like shown his his other people around him his score sheet so they knew what his multipliers were and so they guessed his highest multiplier which is part of the torch and so because of that they got to burn up all his multiplier points and he was like you cost me 80 points and um <laughs> just that just that energy and excitement and i have somebody i have some kids that are still like holding on to to um, upgrades, like they don't, they want to use it at the perfect time, and they don't want to use it yet, and they're afraid of when to use it and not mess it up. That
0: so. that experience as a as a board gamer myself, and like a lot of these games give you these temporary one time, you know, flip the card over, and then that's you can't use it again. That that is a fun element to games, and it and I've seen playing with other gamers that everyone has their own style. There are people that I get it, and there's a there is a reason to use it right now and so they do and they don't worry about like well we have eight more turns in the game maybe there'll be a better time they're just like it works right here right now let's do it and then yeah let's do it and then they're sort of what i will refer to as the collector who like i don't know if they ever are going to use it but they're just excited like look i have this i have the satchel and i have the rope and i have this and and you're like that's great do you realize you could have made seven more points last turn if you used the satchel but like it's it's all on you buddy but the point is everyone can approach a game slightly different and yep. everyone can find joy in a different way that collector loves the fact that they got those things even if they don't optimally play them right and and sort of the uh, speedy gonzalez who gets it and plays it immediately yes, also can, right. <laughs> also can be happy that like yeah and i made seven points this turn maybe i could have made nine next turn if i used it like, but i don't know but i made seven points this turn <laughs> It's it's, awesome. it's super fun to, you know, connect to those different different parts of people uh, yeah. and games do that. And I you had mentioned uh, the different multipliers. And for people that haven't used Sundown Showdown, I think this is one of the most ambitious pieces of Sundown Showdown. There are these different categories. And so instead of just giving it one summative score, instead of just saying, like, you know, you took the quiz and you got 87% which right. is just a matter of right and wrong, and that's it. Uh, John and I tried to think through what are some categories that could be used in any experience, right? It can't be a history. I'm a history teacher. It can't just be history things. Like, did, right. you, did you do things chronologically couldn't be one of the categories because right. that won't work in all classes. So we came up with these different, you know, uh, categories. And, I mean, they range from, like, knowing your facts to even, like, artistic or teamwork, things that – Typically, teachers sort of shy away from sort of grading, but you're not grading them. You're just being a game master here scoring it. That's it. Right. Like, don't right. worry about the grading of it. Just you're scoring it. Uh, and I think it's so neat that these multipliers, kids can, You, we gave you uh, like random sort of multiplier sets. So, you could cut those up right. and pass them out and be like, here's your random, you know, ooh, teamwork's super important for this team. Where like on the other team, teamwork, it's still worth points, so they don't want to do it bad, but it's not their top right. category. Right. Uh, I loved that. And uh, hearing you sort of talk about those multipliers just gets me excited again, because it's so cool to see kids play towards their strength. You know, uh, yes. like I've, I've seen kids really work on the artistic, and it's so cool to see that group do that. Uh, but then, you know, there's so many zany things with the power-ups, they can... Cool build up a category with the saw, uh, right? And then the, the, the lasso can try to take a point from a category yeah. from somebody else. Uh, and I love, sometimes they lasso somebody's like one point category. So there's five categories and there's five multipliers, one through five. So some things are yeah. one, something's your five. And I love it when one team lassoes another team. And they used to say like, oh, that was my only point in, you know, the artistic category. Yeah. But they've learned, my kids have learned, don't say a, thing because if somebody else tries to lasso your artistic category they don't they don't get anything but they use their lasso right but they use it up they used up that lasso i love it i love it and the fact that kids realize it and i heard you say it that they started to realize oh we shouldn't be showing these like (laughs) these score sheets and they kind of probably huddled up a little bit around the score sheet i love it i love those moments um so you 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 did sundown showdown which for anybody that's listening there are these episodes and we give you, I can't remember, we're working on Sundown Showdown 3 right now, just so you know. Oh, cool. uh, 2 hasn't been released yet, but we are done with that one, working on 3. So I can't remember if it's 8 or 10, I think it's 10, 10 different episodes that you could choose, you know, whichever yeah. one you like, and an asterisk on it all, you could drop anything in. I mean, you could delete our text from yeah. one of the activities and say like, we are doing this math worksheet and we're gonna. it's going to score this way. Right. You could do that. Uh, I am curious, uh, cause you're in a math class. Mm-hmm. Walk me through some of the, some of the events or the, the episodes, that's the right term there that you, that you used or augmented.
1: Okay. Um, real quick before we get to that, I just wanted to mention one more thing about the multipliers is one thing I added is from your, um, text adventures. Oh yeah. Y'all have a, y'all have a thing like. It's kind of like the beginning. It's kind of like a what I what I use a lot for my warm ups, and it's like an easy, medium, hard. Sure. And, and so what I do is I whatever we're working on, which we're working on expressions and equations right now. So I give them an expression to simplify, and of course the last one is hardest. But the reward is that they get to pick first from the multipliers. So like, there's a reward. Boom for that if they do the medium then they get to pick second and then if they do the easy one they can get it right easier but they get to pick last and so um that's one thing i, I absolutely love doing because some of them will attempt the hardest one just for that chance to get to pick before anybody else so that's fun um, so uh,
0: everybody that's listening i want you to hear how like justin then like took a piece from something else and chose that as kind of a warm up but then what he also did in there is you can see sort of where the power of having a gamified class gives you kind of infinite flexibility because now it makes sense why I might choose the hard because it gives me more options like for any of you that have seen that cooking shows you know like if you win the mystery box challenge you're the one that gets to pick the protein that everybody has to cook with that's a huge advantage but like in a traditional class there isn't really the excitement to go for that. Uh, and in fact, in a traditional graded classroom, there might be like reasons to not go for the hard. Cause that might just admit to you. I don't understand how to simplify equations. Right. Uh, so I'll just stick with the easy, stick with the easy, stick with the easy. Right. Um, but here they realize and they trust you that it's not to, it's not to catch them. You want them to right. try the harder or the medium. You right. want them to reach just above their level. Right. Uh, and then that they, they actually get a meaningful piece for that next round. Like, oh, yeah. we get like second choice on multipliers. Yeah. That's 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 a cool addition.
1: Thank you. So um, to the question about the episodes. So we're still doing Sundown Showdown right yeah. now. Um, it's probably going to last through most of February. Because I, I decided to pick it for this whole unit. And so that will probably last us through most of February. But we're... Um, it took a couple of episodes before they kind of understood to take advantage of those categories, how they were getting scored, mm-hmm. and um, and so finally on episode three they started realizing that if they slowed down and took their time and did something nice, that not only the not only the correctness or the accuracy of it was important, but also the look and the style. You got and, it and um, and how they work together and all those things all matter. Um, but so for me as a math teacher, so let me pull up, I, I got my iPad with me too. So I for the first one, um, one thing we were struggling with huge was vocabulary. And so I picked the alphabet battle. Um, and so they were challenged with, we had done some different quiz games and stuff on vocabulary for our unit. And so I challenged them to do the alphabet battle alphabet battle and um and come up with words that were part of our unit with a small definition and um and so that really you wouldn't believe it like the kids now that i can like point to a certain um example of an expression and ask them what property are we using here and they'll say oh it's distributive property i remember that from alphabet battle and so it's been really good in that sense um episode two we did um hang on let me scroll down to it oh we did it's kind of like a timeline what you what you have called here the information line or the step-by-step where it's kind of like a timeline and it has yep. flags and so what i did there was i gave them two different expressions that are equivalent but they don't know that and they have to show in each flag a step like step-by-step the process of solving that or simplifying that expression.
0: I love that change, right? Like, so you're just, you're basically breaking a a mathematical equation down to its parts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and so uh, what a lot of them did was like, they drew the line in the middle of the paper and then they did the one expression on the top and then they did the other expression on the bottom. And then when they got to the end, they came out to the same result and they realized, Oh, these are equivalent. They had the same value. And so that was a really a cool moment. Nice. Um, for episode three, we are doing something that's not on, on the original list. It's something – we have a curriculum, and I won't name the curriculum, but we have a curriculum that the district bought in for us to teach our math stuff. Mm-hmm. And at first I was really scared of it because I felt like it was scripted and everything. But my principal came to me and was like, you know, we want you to do you. We'd like you to use this material. But we know what you like to do, so just work it in and do what you do. And so I use a lot of their curriculum stuff, but mm-hmm. I wrap it, I wrap it in gamification. Yeah. And so they're getting the best of both worlds. Um, and so this, this episode three is about um, being able to take a diagram of like a yearbook page and then write expressions based on what the sizes of those pages will be and find in the area. And that's pretty complicated. And this, this was episode three, and this is the one we are finishing up tomorrow. And that's a real difficult skill for them to be able to do, to take a word problem or a diagram and write their own expression. And so doing it with them and seeing them figure it out on their own has been amazing. It's been really cool to see.
0: That's fun. That's a whole lot of fun. I love hearing, so we often get asked about various subjects, right? And math is one of them that uh, a lot of teachers are curious, like, will this work in a math class? Whether they're talking about gamification or whether they're talking about EMC2 resources. And John and I's answer is always yes. Like, it's, it's your own creativity and, like, take those things and, like you said, augment them or... Yeah, You guys have tons of content that could yeah. be like poured into those things. So yeah. uh, I'd love to hear your sort of thought or take on can
1: EMC2 work for the math class? I absolutely think so. I think my, this is my opinion, but I feel like math teachers, because there's, and English teachers could see this the same way, it, because it's tested subjects, there's so much pressure, there's so much stress. Mm-hmm. To get it right and and even though we don't like it, that's how we're evaluated and all those kinds of things as far as scoring and and how good do we look and all that kind of stuff and um, I think it brings up a certain fear of like if I spend my time doing this, is it really paying off mm-hmm. for the test? and for me, I still like this curriculum has, quizzes and stuff a part of it. So I still use those questions like we did a Spider-Man escape room that was cross-curricular recently. And I used your comic book creator to do oh, that. I love comic book <laughs> And um, yes, it was awesome. And, uh, but every, to unlock each box, they had to do a problem that was a part was from one of the quizzes of that unit. Sure. And, um, and they can do them because they got the boxes open and they beat it. Um, That's so awesome. I, so, I mean, I, I think there's a fear of, like, are we really meeting the standard? And you totally can. You just have to be open to trying it. Yeah. It's,
0: for In my experience in my class, like, when I try to think, is this working? Uh, it. And I mean, this is years ago. But it, making the decision that it's not a zero-sum game and that, actually time spent on the engagement and the look and the feel and sort of the creative expression that can come like you're in a math class and kids are paying attention to the aesthetics of that like layout of that math problem because that's one of their multipliers right but that's touching them as a human it's not just saying like spit out math problems for your math teacher right? go (laughs) like you're touching them as a human and you're allowing them to express themselves. So when I started to not see it as this zero-sum game of just like lost minutes and started to seeing it as relationship building, yes. a sort of human sort of touch to the whole experience, the engagement went up, the results typically at, at worst sort of stayed the same and at best actually saw quite a bit of movement. So uh, yeah, like for me, in my opinion, does it work? Yes. Does it work in all classes? Yes. It's just a matter of are you willing to sort of see it that way? Are you yeah. willing to take that leap and see through the any change, right? There's a rocky little transition, right? Right. So if somebody was to go and try Sundown Showdown from this, and if you've never done anything, will it will that first episode be super smooth? Even you said your kids didn't realize that they should probably hide those scores a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like that didn't mean you were like, oh, this class was kind of a waste of class. Like they had a fun time. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get you next episode. Right. Right. And so then it's about that, like get through that little Rocky shore and and onto that sort of beachhead. And I think it's going to be fine when you get there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is reflection time. I can't believe it. Right. Half hour. It just, (laughs) it flies by already. Wow. I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, this one it cause we're talking about sundown showdown. Uh, I thought I'd find a quote about sort of sunsets. Okay. And we're we gotta try to spin this to fit what we're talking about. This one's by Kristen Butler. Sunsets are proof that no matter what happens, every day can end beautifully. How can we take that into our teacher world? How can we take that into whatever? Trying something new on EMC two? How does that how does that hit you?
1: I I think for me, like like whenever I love trying new things, but every time I build something, um, whether it's through you all stuff or anything else, it always makes me nervous to try it again. And I'm like, is it going to fail? Is it going to be good? Are they going to like so it? True. Or is it going to be a total boring, you know? It's so like, true. And, you know, and some things are better than others. It's just, you know, sometimes that's me. Sometimes it's other stuff. But I think at the end of the day, what I hear my kids say is, you know we still hate math, but we love this class. And so as an a as an association of joy with the math subject, they are changing their perception of what it's like to do math. And for me, that's a good way to end the day and start a new one. Sure.
0: I love it. I'm gonna take the quote and go in a little different direction that these that I think if you take time to sort of reflect on what you do, practice you're having and sort of the purpose that you choose to put into it. Cause like you talked from the beginning about how you, you love teaching kids and yeah. it, and it's like that joy. And to me, that's like that sunset and that every day we get a chance to wake up and impact students' lives. Every day we get to, to, to move that needle both academically, but also emotionally. Also yeah. like it's crazy to think the impact we're having on the trajectory of their life even if a student doesn't grow up to be a math teacher or you know use math in their like job right because you are in relationship with them they learned some bit of advice from you they learn right and that's changed like you have forever imprinted something on them that's so cool but we have to see it that way we have to see it as a beautiful sunset as opposed to i just got one day older right (laughs) (laughs) right yes <laughs> uh, so uh, that's that, that's on us to sort of figure out and do and do right yeah. um, well I want to say thank you so much uh, Justin for making it onto the well played podcast yes
1: thank you for having me i appreciate it
0: no problem super fun i would love to check in with you again in the future that'd be great uh everyone else once again i'm michael matera uh as always stay connected share your ideas check out the latest and greatest on emc2learning.com and join us for you know joining us as an engagement engineer we would absolutely love it i hope you have a great week and play on